Hello, and welcome to ABB Energy Pod, your bite-sized updates from the energy sector. Hi, I'm Simon Wynn, Head of Energy Industries in the UK for ABB. Today on Energy Pod, we're talking about global offshore wind and particularly its role in the UK, which many don't realise is the world leader in offshore wind energy with more installed capacity than any other country. Last month, as ABB, we attended the Global Offshore Wind event in London to mark Global Offshore Wind Day. To follow on from our discussions there and to explore the topic a little deeper, I'm pleased to be joined today by the offshore wind expert and head of energy industries for Northern Europe, Per Eric Holston. Well, thank you, Simon. And uh, super to be here with you talking about a very important topic that is close to my heart. So offshore wind. For the UK specifically, Per Eric, uh, why do you see there's such a focus in offshore wind? Well, offshore wind is currently contributing to around one third of the UK's electricity supply. So uh, over half of that is generated from offshore wind farms. And for the first time ever in Q1 in 2023, we saw the wind power was surpassing the gas as a primary source of UK electricity. I'd say a very, very important topic. You announced earlier this year uh, the Powering Up Britain strategy. And that includes a pledge to accelerate the deployment of offshore wind to boost the energy security and energy content in UK. And the plan is then to further increase the capacity to 50 gigawatts of offshore wind by 2030. And that's a bold plan, I'd say. And that gives the offshore wind the aim to power every home in Britain with green electricity. You mentioned the position that offshore wind already has in that energy mix and also the targets this decade, so the next six, seven years, to increase that capacity from around 14 gigawatts currently to 50 gigawatts by 2030. Uh, as you say, that that's, that's an ambitious target. How, how realistic do you see it is for the UK to reach that target of increased capacity? I think it's realistic. I think the industry itself has the capacity to absorb those type of projects that are there. Uh, I think it depends a little bit on the permits that the UK government and UK institutions are giving to uh, developers of offshore wind, which is obviously an important part of the speed that we can deploy offshore wind on the UK sector. If you look at the ambition, it adds another uh, 36 gigawatt of capacity to the UK offshore wind farms, uh, which is currently around, like you said, 13, 14 gigawatts. It means the scale of roughly 10 Dogger Bank A, B and C type of projects. So that's already well on the way and already installed capacity coming. Uh, so it's not that far-fetched to actually believe that we can do that in seven years from now. But of course, it's an ambitious plan. So if we see the collaboration and the investment needed to develop offshore wind in this way, what would that mean in your view for UK consumers, for the average person living in the UK? So first of all, I think consumers need to realize that Offshore wind is one of the most cost-effective sources of energy that is out there today. 
And obviously, if you look at offshore wind compared to gas, uh, the supply of offshore wind, or at least the cost of generating offshore wind is roughly 50% uh, lower than what you see in gas generation for electricity. So I think that will obviously benefit the UK consumers, making sure that they have uh, stable and reliable energy delivered at the cheaper price level and a cheap price tag that than what you would see today. So the more wind power we put into the grid, the more wind power we generate into the region and into the national grids, the more security you will have, the more resilience you will have, and the cheaper pricing you will have. Also, if you look at how to meet uh, the targets and how that needs to develop, offshore wind will jump from 18 to 62% of the electricity supply in UK. So you talk there around the UK already uh, having 18% and increasing to 62% of its electricity supply from offshore wind generation. And the UK is already a leader in global offshore wind. So there's yet more that needs to be done to, to reach those targets. You referred to collaboration across industry a little earlier. Is, is there anything else you think that uh, we need to do as an industry? Yeah, I think there are a couple of things that is very, very important, and that is to keep the cost at the reasonable level so that the investments are actually happening. So there is a there is an investment side and there is the return side that we need to keep uh, at the at the right level. Uh, and then I think I mean what you see in parts of uh, Europe today is uh, the grid is expanding beyond the national grid. So it comes also into play between the countries. How do you actually share electricity between the countries? And we see some examples between Norway and Germany, for example, where where there is a big cable going from Norway, south, south coast of Norway into Germany uh, to share that electricity and making sure that you offload each other when you have higher supply in one country and you have higher demand in another country. And that's about the export uh, possibilities in the UK. So how do you make sure that you have those export possibilities there? But I'm, I'm quite optimistic. I think technology plays a big role here. And technology is a key lever to actually facilitate this whole transition that we're going through at the moment. And from the point of view, that technology, presumably a growth in jobs needed also. Yeah, I think both in supporting existing jobs, uh, making sure that they have safe, reliable and cheap energy available. Uh, And currently we have something like uh, 97,000 jobs calculated as coming into the energy sector from the extra gigawatt that we're planning to provide. So with that importance of jobs and growth in jobs in the industry, the international context of trading electricity across borders and across networks, the role that offshore wind plays in clean energy production and working with other forms of renewable energy as well, not just for itself, lower cost of electricity generation, particularly compared to gas and energy security that that increase in mix brings to the UK in particular in, in this case. It's a really exciting time and topic over the next 10 years uh, for the position that we we see global offshore wind and particularly for the UK. C- could you tell us a little bit around some of the projects that ABB have been working on on UK offshore wind? 
Thanks, thanks for asking that. We are currently involved in projects generating and representing 90 gigawatts of power uh, being put into the grid. Uh, and basically then, uh, I think what you mentioned also emission-free power, meaning full green. So you have that aspect of it as well, not only the security and the pricing. So there is really three good pieces coming out of this. Uh, so we have, we are involved fully into the Dogger Bank projects, uh, which is uh, three phases with 1.2 gigawatts each. So total 3.6 gigawatts of, of power uh, for the Dogger Bank, uh, which is the largest wind farm that are there outside the coast of Yorkshire. Uh, and then we also are involved in Hornsey, uh, which is 90 kilometers off the coast of, of Yorkshire, is which is the largest installed offshore wind, wind farm today. Uh, so Dogger Bank is coming on stream. Hornsey is already there. Uh, and then we have seven other projects that represent the nine gigawatts that I'm talking about. Pereric, thank you for joining us on Energy Pod today. Uh, to conclude, what is their key message? That you would give and leave for our listeners today? Yeah, first of all, offshore wind is being a very, very important part of the future energy mix, both for the UK and for the world in general, but in particular for UK, I'd say there is a very, very strong position and the UK as a nation has all the capabilities and elements possible to continue develop that part of their energy mix. So next time, you drive by or even fly over in an offshore wind park, maybe take a moment to reflect on how much it means that the UK actually takes a leading position in offshore wind, uh, how it contributes to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, how it enables a reasonable pricing of electricity to households and industries, and how it enables and creates and safeguard jobs. Uh, and then further creating a resilient energy ecosystem that every nation in the world is actually in need of. So maybe what you earlier thought was a an ugly pillar uh, with rotating blades is actually a lovely marriage between the need of the people in the society in the UK and the planet's welfare and creating that ambition to have a an emission-free future. So uh, with that from my side, Simon, also thank you. Thank you, Pereric. And that concludes this week's episode of ABB Energy Pod. 